It's Thursday, October 3rd in 2019, and this is the Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, and your team every day here is the Penn State Nittany Alliance. Yeah, we talk about Penn State football every Monday through Friday right here on the network, and you can get us through all of your favorite podcasting platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We really do appreciate your feedback, and it does help with the placement of the show in the various platforms as we try to grow this community of Penn State and college football fans moving forward. Like I said, we do this every Monday through Friday. Every episode this week during our relaunch has been launching at precisely midnight Eastern time. So you really have no excuse not to be listening to a brand new episode every day this week. We're going to try continuing with that mode of pushing forward because we want to make sure you have all the latest conversation as up to date as possible. And you can always go back and listen to the old episodes if you missed one. Again, they're bite-sized chunks. They're 25, 30 minutes long. You can listen to it on your ride into work your lunch break, on your way home. Either way, however you listen to it, we appreciate it and we appreciate your feedback. So make sure you subscribe, rate and review and let us know what you think about the show moving forward. If you have recommendations and suggestions for what we can do to make this show a better experience for you, please, I'm all years. I want to make this show enjoyable for you guys so you guys continue to come back, listen to the show and of course, uh, spread the word. (laughs) Invite your friends, your family, your fellow Penn State fans to hop in with the show. So it's Thursday, and Thursdays right here on the podcast are going to be Big Ten Day. We're going to skip around the entire Big Ten, kind of look forward to what's going to happen this upcoming weekend. And this is more of a a wider approach to not just Penn State football, but the whole conference as a whole moving forward. We're in the thick of conference play, so we'll blitz through all the games in both of our segments today, our first two segments, and then in the third segment, if we have any mailbag questions, we'll dig into that. Otherwise, we'll share some other thoughts uh, to close out the weekend. And, of course, Friday will be our big preview day for the Penn State-Purdue game this coming weekend. All right, so again, you can follow along on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. And real quick, before we get started, here's a quick reminder from Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. All right, we're going to get started looking through this weekend's schedule for the Big Ten in week six of the college football season, the first weekend of October. I think everybody now is in conference play for the rest of the season with a very few exceptions here and there. But before we get started with the the look at what's on the schedule for this weekend, I want to reference you guys back to yesterday's episode. So you can go back and listen to this where I discussed the fair play for play fair pay for play movement that's uh, really going to be sweeping the nation. And just since I recorded yesterday's episode and within the last 24 hours, we have seen more states getting in line to join what has been a trend started by the state of California. California uh, signed off on the law. And I mentioned a couple states that were submitting legislation and uh, submitting bills that are going to be reviewed by the state representatives in each of those states. Well, just within the last 24 hours, uh, Ohio is potentially going to be one of the next states involved. Kentucky is on board. Uh, I think Nevada and Illinois have also joined in the frenzy. So again, this is going to be coming to Pennsylvania in the near future, I would suggest. 
Uh, I, I don't have any concrete information. I don't follow the, the state politics that closely enough. But I would imagine with so many of these states continuing to get involved with this, I think it's going to be happening very soon. So just keep an eye out for that. Again, uh, I told you yesterday, it's going to be a widespread trend uh, from coast to coast. And just within the last 24 hours, a handful of states have really uh, stepped up and followed the lead. Or there are people working on getting those states to at least have that discussion. So just brace yourselves. It's probably going to be happening anytime soon. Uh, a couple of quick Big Ten notes before we dive into the weekend schedule. Maryland wide receiver DJ Turner, he missed the Penn State game. Uh, we found out afterwards that he was arrested for a DUI. He's actually going to miss a second game this weekend, according to Mike Loxley, the head coach of the Maryland Terrapins. So that's just uh, another uh, unfortunate turn of events for the Maryland program. And then out of Nebraska, Scott Frost supporting the Big Ten's decision to suspend Nebraska Khalil Davis, who uh, had a nasty hit uh, against Ohio State in their game on Saturday night. So yeah, just a, a couple losses here and there for a couple Big Ten programs that are in some desperate needs of some wins. Uh, so just keep an eye on those. All right, so let's dig in to what's on tap, and we'll just kind of go through the schedule as the day progresses. We're not going to talk too much about the Penn State-Purdue game right now. Tune in tomorrow for tomorrow's episode when we really give uh, offensive breakdown, defensive breakdown, and give the official prediction. However, I will say right now, if you follow my coverage on Athlon Sports, the Penn State-Purdue preview... I think is up right now. By the time you're listening to this, it should be up. So you can go check that out. I'll, of course, have the link on my Twitter feed at Kevin on CFB, and I'll put it on the Locked On Nittany uh, Twitter feed as well if it hasn't been posted already. So just my official game preview and prediction is available on Athlon Sports. But, of course, we'll talk about it on tomorrow's podcast. And Friday will be our Penn State preview day. Thursdays are going to be the Big Ten preview day. And I'm moving forward, I'm probably going to bring in some guests to kind of help me along, especially with these Thursday segments. I've got a couple guests in mind that can really help uh, expand our knowledge of what else is going around in the Big Ten. But on Saturday, uh, the noon slate, of course, has Penn State and Purdue, but it also has a couple of other games uh, worth keeping an eye on. Uh, we don't have to pay too much attention to Wisconsin taking on Kent State. Number eight, Wisconsin, 4-0, of course. Uh, their big signature win is still the Michigan win, but they came off that close win against Northwestern that was a little closer than it should have been. Wisconsin is a heavy favorite. 36-point favorite against a, a Kent State program that is going to have probably a hard time scoring just three points on the Badgers. So I fully expect that Wisconsin's going to run all over them. Jonathan Taylor puts up another uh, big yardage day on the ground for the Badgers, and Wisconsin easily moves to 5-0. and Had uh, some big games for them coming up down the line here. So uh, again, we don't need to discuss that game too much. The other noon game, uh, aside from the Penn State-Purdue game, that uh, is going to be taking place, Rutgers is hosting Maryland. This will be the first game for Rutgers without head coach Chris Ash. Remember, they just fired him on Sunday. We talked a little bit about that in, uh, I believe, Tuesday's episode. So if you want to listen to that, go back and check that out, see what I had to say about how that could potentially impact Penn State, at least in the short term. Just something to keep an eye on. And, of course, Maryland is in need of a win. Maryland has now lost two straight games. Of course, their road loss at Temple a few weeks ago and last Friday night's uh, big lopsided loss at home uh, against Penn State. So I, I still think Maryland 
is clearly a better team than Rutgers, but you kind of wonder, is Maryland scuffling? Does Rutgers get up for the first game without their head coach and you know, try to make a statement that they can bounce back? I still think this could potentially be a little bit more of a competitive game, or at least it'll be a close on the scoreboard. I think Maryland wins this game, though. I think Maryland should have no real problem, even though, like I said, they're going to be without DJ Turner, a wide receiver. You know, Josh Jackson needs a bounce back. I think their quarterback certainly had a rough outing against the Nittany Lions last Friday. I think Rutgers is just the right opponent for a team looking to kind of get back on track. Sort of like what we saw of Michigan last week. Michigan just blew away Rutgers and they needed that win. I think this is a situation where Maryland really needs Rutgers on the schedule. But this is an interesting one because Maryland has not been playing very well the last couple weeks. And Rutgers at home could potentially be a little bit of a more of a threat than if they were on the road. And again, Rutgers and Maryland have played some pretty close games since they've come into the Big Ten. So it's not a game to overlook Rutgers, I think, if you're Maryland. But uh, I've already spent way more time on this game than I thought I would. So let's dig into the other big noon game that's going on. And then in our second segment, we'll wrap up with the, uh, three, the couple afternoon games and an evening game. And of course, the big game at noon around the Big Ten it's going to be taking place in Ann Arbor. You got number 19, Michigan, 3-1, and 1-1 one, one and one in the Big Ten after their win last week against Rutgers, hosting number 14, Iowa. Four, Iowa's 4-0. They're 1-0 in the Big Ten. And this is the game where Michigan needs to prove that they really have adapted. Now, I don't know if there's been any update on whether or not Josh Gaddis, offense coordinator, of course, a former Penn State assistant, I don't know if there's been any update or confirmation that he's going to be down on the sideline again this week as he was last week against Rutgers. You know, there was a big deal made about him coming down from the coach's box down to the field level to kind of coach a little bit more hands-on directly with the offensive players from Michigan. And I don't know if it was a coincidence that that was the change, the significant change from Michigan offense, or the fact that they were playing Rutgers. Maybe it was a little bit of both. But I'm very curious to see how they all play out this weekend uh, against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Because Iowa's going to be a tough opponent, you would think. You know, defensively, you know what Iowa's going to do. You know, they're going to run the football. And if Nate Stanley can avoid making some uh, costly mistakes, Iowa's probably got a good chance to give Michigan a run here. I still think Michigan is a better team than a lot of people are uh, counting them on being. I think they're going to get the offense not necessarily fixed, but I do think it's going to improve. And we're going to see if what we saw last week was really a step forward for Michigan, because this is the game where they really will determine whether or not they have improved. And if they don't show any progress here with the ball uh, against Iowa, they really could be in some trouble moving forward. Not necessarily trouble where they're going to fall out of bowl contention or anything like that, where the season's just going to completely implode. But if they're going to be a legitimate Big Ten contender, they're going to get that offense going at noon, 12 p.m. Eastern against the Iowa Hawkeyes and get a win. Michigan is a three and a half point favorite, so they're not a huge favorite. You, I guess you generally give the home team about three, ten, three points uh, just by default. Uh, so that's not a really big spread. And I think that that has more to do with the, the doubts about Michigan's offense and the fact that Iowa can be a little bit of a prickly team. I do think Michigan wins this game at home and I think Michigan covers. So I think Michigan ends the week on a high note, getting a, a little bit of a confidence builder uh, behind them before they get on to playing some more of their, of their tougher games uh, still to come. So I do think Michigan gets not necessarily right, but I think they get the win. And that's a little bit of a confidence boost for the Wolverines moving forward.
All right, coming up in our second segment, there are three more games in the Big Ten to touch on. We'll talk about Illinois and Minnesota. Minnesota is still undefeated. And we'll talk about Northwestern and Nebraska, a couple teams that really need a win in a big way. And, of course, the big night game this week, Michigan State heading to Columbus to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. This is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. And we'll be right back after this word from the sponsors. All right, as promised, we're going to talk about the three remaining games on the Big Ten schedule for this week six of the college football season. And then maybe we'll take a look at some of the other notable games around the country if we have time, because we are starting to uh, get into the nitty gritty of the college football season. I believe, I firmly believe that October is the best month for college football because the conference races start really heating up as every conference gets into the thick of conference play. And it really sets us the stage for the November push for the playoff and the conference championship races and the division races going down to the wire. I really think that this is the month where college football shines at its finest. And I have always said that, and I don't see any reason to back down from it. I think we're in for a really good month of college football to come. So what's going to be going on in the Big Ten this weekend? So we already covered all the games during the noon slate, and now we're on to the 3.30 Eastern time slate. And of course... One of the surprising teams that a lot of people were hopping on the bandwagon for in the offseason seemed to be Minnesota. Now, I've firmly been of the belief that the Big Ten West going into the season was going to be a pretty wide open race. I don't think that right now because of what I've seen out of Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin has proven that they are clearly the team to beat right now. Uh, if Iowa beats Michigan, then we'll talk. But I think that Wisconsin has kind of shown that there is a good separation between them and at least most of the rest of that Big Ten West division. Minnesota is 4-0. They're 1-0 in the Big Ten. And they have been skating by, I think, every week. They play some close tight games. Now, I looked at their non-conference schedule and before during the summer, I was suggesting that it was a sneaky good non-conference schedule. They didn't necessarily play anybody, they but they played some of the top teams in some of those group of five conferences like Fresno State, Georgia Southern. These are these are programs that are pretty good programs within their conferences, and they piled up a lot of wins uh, as, as their individual programs over the last year. So, Minnesota wasn't playing the easiest non-conference schedule. It was a little bit more challenging than a lot of people would have given them credit for. But the fact that they have skated by, uh, it just seems like they are due for a loss. However, I don't know if I see that happening this weekend. They are hosting Illinois. Illinois is 2-2, 0-1 in Big Ten play. And I do think that there are some signs of improvement uh, for Illinois under Lovey Smith. I don't know if it's going to be enough down the line, but I do feel like they are capable of giving Minnesota a good close game into the fourth quarter because, heck, everybody's been doing that this season. <laughs> Again, I do think that Minnesota is actually going to pull this game out. They are a 14-point favorite, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they are at home and there is some skepticism about Illinois and their stature. But, you know, there were some fun moments for Illinois against Nebraska a few weeks ago. I still think that there's there's not magic in Illinois, but 
I think that there's something a little bit more competitive about them this season. So I fully expect that they are going to go on the road and give it their best against Minnesota. I just don't know if it's good enough. So if you're looking at the line, I think Illinois plus 14 is a pretty good bet as I sit here right now recording this. However, I've been on a pretty cold streak with my picks. For those of you who have been following me along on Twitter, I was 0-3 last week and 0-3 the week before. So maybe I'm not the best person to give for advice as far as the line is concerned. But straight up, I do think that Minnesota is going to be 5-0 at the end of the game, 2-0 in Big Ten play. So they're going to continue to play themselves into the thick of that whole Big Ten picture, uh, the Big Ten West picture moving forward. And of course, Penn State's going to play at Minnesota in a few weeks. So this is going to be a a pretty interesting team to keep an eye on during that 3.30 time slot. At 4 p.m., you got Northwestern 1-3, 0-2 in the Big Ten at Nebraska. Nebraska's 3-2 overall, of course, 1-1 in the Big Ten. And I do think that uh, Northwestern just has too many injury issues. They're they're really banged up right now, and there's just nothing going offensively. And while Nebraska showed last week that they are nowhere close to being competitive with Ohio State, they should be able to take advantage of this game at home uh, against the Wildcats. I know Northwestern's giving Nebraska some problems, but I'm not seeing that out of Northwestern this year. I think they are taking a big step back. And again, injuries do hurt. There's no question about that, but I just feel like Nebraska at home this weekend feels like a good spot for a rebound. Nebraska's a seven and a half point favorite. I think they cover that. I really do. But like I just said, I've been pretty cold with my picks against the spread. So take that with a grain of salt for what it is. But I do think Adrian Martinez uh, has a little bit of a rebound game that he's going to need to regain some of the confidence that he had going into the season. I think Nebraska handles Northwestern fairly easily in week six. And that'll get him to four and two, two and one in the Big Ten. That's a lot better looking than where we thought Nebraska might be uh, a week ago when they were playing Ohio State. So this Nebraska team is going to be fun to watch as the season goes. They just have some tough matchups. This is not necessarily one of them. And the big game on the Big Ten schedule this weekend, number 25, Michigan State, 4-1, 2-0 in the Big Ten, heading to Columbus to take on number four, Ohio State. Buckeyes are 5-0 overall, 2-0 in the Big Ten. Of course, coming off another big win against Nebraska last week. Ohio State's been blowing everybody out. And I think the biggest question is, can they cover the spread and blow another team out? Ohio State is a 20-point favorite. And honestly, I think that's a pretty legitimate spread. I really do feel like that. I've been saying all along, I think Ohio State is the team to beat in the Big Ten because they do have the best talent overall, position by position. They're just so much deeper and faster and more athletic than pretty much everybody in this conference. And you know, Ryan Day, I think, was uh, already has the offensive mentality to keep things going as they've been doing uh, so far in the early start to the season. Uh, Justin Fields just continues to put up numbers. Ohio State is really tough. And J.K. Dobbins, don't forget him, 654 rushing yards, five touchdowns already this season. He's going to be, once again, one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. This Ohio State team is pretty well-rounded, too. They Offensively, defensively, they are just dominating everybody on both sides of the football. And that's really dangerous, especially when Michigan State's going on the road. And even though Michigan State is 4-1, and one, have you watched Michigan State this year? Can you understand why they're in the top 25? I think it all has to do with the numbers in the win column, to be honest with you. But they're winning uh, like some games... Uh, in less than stellar fashion. And of course, the one loss they had, their offense was nowhere to be found against a very good Arizona State defense. We'll give them that. But I do think that this Michigan State offense uh, last year, 
you know, people were saying that it couldn't be much worse in 2019. Well, it's not all that much better. <laughs> I still think they've got a lot of issues. They're not really enjoyable to watch. Although Brian Lewerke already has 10 touchdown passes this season. So maybe there's something working there for the Spartans. I just don't see it happening nearly enough against Ohio State. I think, you know, Michigan State has given Ohio State some good games in recent memory. I don't think that this is going to be one of them. I think this is another really good win for the Buckeyes, and that'll knock Michigan State out of the top 25. But, you know, Ohio State is gaining some national respect, and I think this is just going to be another game, uh, national primetime television for the Buckeyes, where they can take advantage of. I forget exactly what other games are going on in primetime this weekend, but it should be another good showcase for Ohio State to take. Ohio State to take advantage of and I don't see any reason to doubt them right now so obviously we're going to be keeping an eye on what these two teams do because Penn State will have to play both Michigan State and Ohio State and they have lost to both these teams each of the last couple of years so this is another game certainly to keep an eye on in that evening time slot as you're watching college football if you're like me and you watch college football all day you're not just watching your team but you're going to be watching other teams that your school's going to be playing and um, you know obviously you want to do a little scouting and that's always fun to do too. So that's your Big Ten schedule. I'm going to give you my straight up winners right now. I'm just going to go right through the line. Wisconsin, easy. I do think that Penn State's going to win. Spoiler alert. I think Michigan beats Iowa. I think Maryland beats Rutgers. I think Minnesota beats Illinois. Nebraska over Northwestern is my pick. And I am going with Ohio State. So real quick, in the top 25, a uh, good game Friday night. You got UCF visiting Cincinnati, a fun game in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, LSU hosting Utah State shouldn't be a problem. Uh, you know, the biggest games, I think, on the schedule are going to be in that 3.30 time slot. You got Auburn visiting Florida, uh, both teams undefeated. And obviously, uh, if one of those teams loses, Penn State could potentially be moving up a spot in the polls next week. So, uh, you know, that'll be something to just keep a close eye on. And then if you want to stay up late, you can watch number 15 Washington take on Stanford on the road. Stanford, uh, Stanford's going to lose that game. So uh, Washington should pick up another win. They'll be 5-1, 2-1 in the Pac-12. So I keep saying don't count out the Pac-12 in the college football playoff just yet. Oregon's also 3-1, 1-0 in the Pac-12. So don't count out the Pac-12 just yet because they do have some teams that are fully capable of putting together a playoff resume at the end of the season. But uh, I think we can all agree that it's going to be tough for the Pac-12 to really climb high enough if some of these other teams in the Big 12, Big 10, SEC, and Clemson in the ACC continue to take care of their own business. There's a lot of teams that someone in the Pac-12 is going to have to get ahead of. But, of course, you're a Penn State fan, and you want to think that Penn State's going to get into the playoff. They certainly can. There, there is a path there. But, you know, that's something we will continue to explore as the month of October really starts to get into the nitty-gritty of the, the playoff hunt as it forms. You know, to me, the playoff chase starts in the middle of October because we've got midway through the season, and that's when you're starting to get some separation between the true contenders and the pretenders, if you will. All right, that's it for our segment two. The comeback in segment three, we'll answer a couple questions or we'll touch on some of the other national stories that are going on here. Uh, We'll kind of wrap up the show and give you a preview of what's to come in Friday's episode. Before I uh, go to our last sponsor break, let me remind you guys that you can follow along on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. And I also want to make sure you guys are subscribed to this podcast and on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I've checked last night. 
or two nights ago. And I have seen that this podcast is available on all those different platforms. And I'm sure it's available on other platforms too. So let me know what podcast app or platform you use to listen to your podcast. And if we're not listed there, let me know. And I'll see if we can make sure that that's corrected in the near future. But it is all on some of the major ones right now. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give it a good rating if you like the show. And provide your feedback because it'll help us with placement on all those platforms and moving forward as we try to build this community of Penn State and college football fans. And again, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnNittany so I can stop hounding you from my own Twitter account at KevinOnCFB. All right, guys, we'll be right back. We'll wrap up the show and give you a preview of what's to come on Friday. All right, it's the final segment of today's episode. And as we generally like to do, we will dive into the mailbag and answer your questions. You can send us your questions at any time on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Uh, we'll see if we can get a Facebook page up very soon for you if you want to submit questions that way. And we'll also have an email account so you can send your questions anonymously if you so desire. But we will dive into the the Twitter mentions just before hitting the record button. And I'll put out an alert letting you guys know that I'm hitting the record. I'm ready for your questions. Uh, hopefully, if you see that in time, you can send your questions in. And that'll almost guarantee that we'll answer your question today. So that's what Jim did. He's on Twitter at PSU Unrivaled. He wants to know, who do you think will be the redshirt freshman? And I heard Kane and another name. What's your guess? Well, I think we got a hint of that yesterday when James Franklin was kind of addressing some of the the redshirt eligibility status for a lot of the players. And they go kind of like a traffic light uh, <laughs> traffic light system where a green light players, green light freshmen or players that have redshirt eligibility, they're pretty much a full go. They'll they won't worry about redshirting them uh, for any point in time. Then the, uh, if a player is on a yellow light, they may be a little bit more timid. They may be a little bit more selective with how they're used in a game or when they're used in a game. And a red light, I guess, suggests that there's no plan on using those players uh, for more than the four games that are allowed. And the two players that really were noted were linebacker Lance Dixon and offensive tackle Caden Wallace. Now, Noah Kane is a pretty interesting name because I, as I suggested in uh, one of the episodes this week, the running back situation is pretty good at Penn State. They've got a lot of good running back options right now. So I feel like because of the depth that they have, there's a position, that's a position where they could try to put a guy on the red shirt for the rest of the year. Now that four games have been played and a lot of these guys have played in four games, we could see one of those guys kind of sit out the rest of the year because of that, unless they really need him for whatever reason. But maybe one of those running backs is going to be moved to that red light or maybe even the yellow light status moving forward. And Noah Kane would be an interesting one. He's had a couple of carries this season. You know, obviously he had seven carries for 17 yards against Maryland last week. He had six carries against Pittsburgh, nine against Idaho. And uh, he just had the one carry against Buffalo. I feel like he's a, probably a pretty decent candidate to be put on a red shirt for the remainder of the year. Uh, so I would not be totally surprised by that, especially when you consider all the running backs that they have. You know, Journey Brown has been uh, doing a pretty good job himself. And I still think we're going to see some more Ricky Slade moving forward. So Noah Kane, I think, would be a, a good pick to be putting on the, the redshirt status for the remainder of the season. So that's a good question, Jim. Uh, hopefully that gives you my take. I, again, I don't think it's too out of the question that the, some of the names that we've been hearing are probably the names that are most likely to be considered for a redshirt the rest of the year. Uh, so that's all for the mailbag this episode, guys. But of course, you can always submit questions at any time, and I will check to see what 
questions pop up in the Twitter mentions when I hit the record. And if there are any good questions or any questions, I should say, I will make sure to try and include them as often as possible, as much as possible. That's part of the way we want to get you guys involved with this podcast moving forward. We'll find some other ways as well uh, in the coming weeks, in the coming days, as we put together some more episodes and I get in a rhythm and really try to figure out exactly what makes this podcast tick. And that's why I really want your feedback. Let me know how we're doing. What do you want to hear from the show moving forward? There will be guests at some point. That's something that's on the to-do list. But this first week has been a pretty busy one already and I'm getting into the flow of things. So hopefully it's coming across very well. And that's why I want to hear from you guys. Let me know, you know, and not just through the ratings and reviews on iTunes and Spotify, Stitcher and all the other podcast platforms, but let me know directly. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB and follow this podcast as well at Locked on Nittany. And again, like I said, we'll have a Facebook page set up in the very near future, I think. Uh, so we've got some other things going on. It's been a busy week just trying to relaunch the podcast and get these episodes out to you as early as possible during the day. But that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, this is our Thursday episode. We talked about the Big Ten. Coming up tomorrow on the Friday episode, it'll be our Football Friday. We'll go through the preview for the Penn State-Purdue game. I'll share some official picks for the Penn State game and maybe a couple other games as well uh, that we've mentioned or will mention again <laughs> coming up tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. Our Football Friday episode, we'll try to get that up for you as early as possible. Again, we've been posting all of these episodes at midnight Eastern time this week, and that'll probably continue to be the case, at least for the foreseeable future. But make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. Make sure you check out all the other great Locked On Sports podcasts on the network because if you're an NFL fan, uh, we got baseball teams in the playoffs right now. Maybe not all of our favorite baseball teams, mind you, but uh, this is a good time to get connected with various podcasts out there. NBA training camps are opening up, so we've got a lot of good NBA shows on the network. So find your favorite team. We probably have a podcast out there for you right now. If not, there's probably more on the way because there's a lot of stuff happening on behind the scenes with the Locked On Podcast Network. So uh, lots of good stuff. Make sure you check them all out and subscribe, rate and review, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. So guys, uh, that's it for me. Again, thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to wrapping up the first full week with our Friday episode tomorrow. And until tomorrow, have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.